It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show for 05362-7128. On today's show, we will dive into your Twitter questions. We're going to see where the Thunder stack up in the national power rankings after the first half of this season. And... We'll update on our preseason stock watch episode. Where was I right? Where was I wrong so far whenever we were buying and selling stock in every single player on the Thunder roster? Let's start, though, with your Twitter questions. And this first one comes from at KennyLMore1. Assuming the best pick winds up around 8 or 9, are you willing to give up Baisley or Lou Dort to move up to the top five? So the 2021 NBA draft, which again, you can find more content about the draft at uh, locked on NBA draft, wherever you get your podcast from has about seven guys that I consider franchise changing generational type talents that can truly impact your franchise that can truly change your trajectory. That can change the, the path that your franchise is on right now. So, Getting to the top five in this draft is, is crucial. And, and if you if you can land number one, it's even better because you get Cade Cunningham. And, and you know, there's also other names out there. So top five is the goal. Of course, top one's the goal in this draft. It's it's so loaded with talent. I think that because of that fact, Darius Baisley or Lou Dort would not be enough to get you in the top five. For me, I, I would not trade Lou Dort. I think that Lou Dort is close to untouchable. Uh, of course, everyone has a price, but realistically, Lou Dort is close to untouchable because whatever realistic offer for Lou Dort would not be enough to get him. And anything that you would want, anything that would make you say yes to trading Lou Dort would be something that other teams will not offer you. So Lou Dort's kind of off the table in that sense. That goes to him being a winning player and his contract and everything that goes into him being the kind of player he is right now. It's just hard to trade a guy like Lou Dort. Darius Baisley... I still think he has a lot of talent. I still think that he can have a good second half. He is of the big three, right? Of your core three, Shea, Dort, Baisley. He's the most gettable. He's the most expendable guy. But there's a reason for that, right? He has not quite shown you those immense flashes. And so why would another team settle for the ninth pick in Baisley instead of just grabbing Jalen Green at five or Jonathan Kaminga or Keon Johnson or whoever it is that they want in the top five? You just don't have the value 
prospects to, to go up and get one of these top five guys. And I'm not going to trade 15 first round picks plus Baisley just to get one guy who isn't the top guy because at five, you're not going to get Kid Cunningham. So again, I just don't see a trade happening into the top five in this draft, especially the top overall pick. I think that you're going to stand pat if you get a, a good pick like this. And I, I don't think that they'll trade Baisley or Dort to do so, but of the two, I'd rather trade Baisley, even though I'm a firm believer in Baisley, and I've been backing him all season long. We'll get to Stockwatch uh, here in a second where we review what I said about him preseason. The next question comes from at Kiwi Greg. How would you react if the Rockets got Cade Cunningham? I would be crying a lot, screaming a lot, frustrated, upset, uh, devastated. I would listen to Locked on Rockets because, funny enough, they'd also be crying and laughing a lot because you just grabbed Cade Cunningham. So it would be wild. It would be crazy. And at that point, Oklahoma City, of course, then gets Miami's pick, which will be at the end of the lottery or likely not even in the lottery. I do not think that Miami pick will be in the lottery. I think it will be outside the lottery. And you'll be left with probably eight or nine or something in that range. It kind of depends where the Thunder fall as well. But if whoever gets Cade Cunningham, if it's not the if it's not the Thunder, whoever gets him will be incredibly jealous of. I mean, Cade Cunningham's going to be an electric player. He's going to be an elite player. He's going to be a, a bona fide star. So, of course, whoever gets him, not just the Rockets, I'll be – I'll be upset, but there is that kind of Rockets rivalry where I get this question being asked. Uh, of course, the hope is that Houston falls at five and, and you get that pick at five because if it falls one through four, you don't get the pick and you get Miami's pick instead. But I would do I would do a lot of crying if it was specifically the Rockets because that not only takes away Cade Cunningham, but it also takes away a top pick from the Thunder. The next one from at Black Dolphin 5, what young center would you be happy with the Thunder trading for? So this is a great question from at Black Dolphin 5. There's actually a lot of good answers to this. And I think that the easiest answer is Mobamba. I think that you can get Mobamba pretty cheap. And I think that he would be a good complimentary role player for SGA and the pick and roll side of things. I think that any young player that you put in this system will be able to thrive. Look what they're doing with Isaiah Roby and with Kendrick Williams and with all their young players right now. This is just an environment that's conducive to you being comfortable and, and filling out your talent level. And I think that Bamba does still have a lot of talent. But beyond Mobamba, I would love Collins in Oklahoma City. I would just love John Collins here. A little bit more difficult there. Uh, while the Thunder do have a lot of cap space, they're not ones to just throw that kind of money around that would take to get Collins away from Atlanta. And we're seeing right now that the Thunder are already kind of a middling team at this point in the season. Who knows where the Thunder end up at? We're still pretty early on in the season. And still, even while the Thunder sit where they do right now at nine, again, they're only a couple games out of being top four in tankathon.com. So the season, as we've talked about before, can still go either direction, but the Thunder have already proven with this collection of talent that they can be a mediocre type team. When you're adding John Collins to that, how much does that improve your team versus how much does that make your team stagnant? I think it improves the team a bit, but I, I do agree that there is a side out there where you can make the argument that he doesn't improve your team all that much. I just really like John Collins and think he can be really fun to watch with Shea. Uh, I think that those are the three there with Marvin Bagley being a third. Bagley, again, just another guy with immense talent that hasn't panned out, and you put him in the system, and I believe in the system, and I think that the system can get the best out of him. So those are my three right there. In terms of a young big man, I'd be happy with the Thunder getting via a trade or a restricted free agency or, or just kind of getting in on them right now. And then the final question comes from at Baladina, and they say, does Omar York 7 have potential? 
Look, Hewitt Seven played really well in the bubble. I mean, he played really well with the G League squad, and he has been a guy that fans have been clamoring for since training camp. <laughs> it's been it's been rather odd to me seeing how many people love Omar Hewitt Seven. He's a talented enough big man. I don't really see a huge NBA future for him. I don't really see him ever making it to the NBA landscape. I think that his best shot would be returning to the blue next year in a normal G League season, playing out the entire G League and maybe even earning a, a two-way contract. I mean, maybe he can earn that two-way spot for next year and, and play in a, a good role in Summer League if we have Summer League and go from there. But in terms of this year, there's pretty much no potential going on in the future. He's still pretty young. You know, Again, G League route, two-way kind of contract, impress in Summer League and get to the league that way. Uh, but I, if I was betting right now, I don't think that Yort 7 will be an NBA caliber player. And we can end this first segment by talking about the power rankings from the national media. And this week, the national media, as you can expect, went ahead and did the first half power rankings and included everything, not just this past week. And so the Thunder pretty much wind up at the same spot in every single power ranking, funny enough. The NBA.com has the Thunder at 23. NBC has the Thunder at 23. CBS has the Thunder at 23. The Athletic has the Thunder at 24. Bleacher Report has the Thunder at 24. The Ringer has the Thunder at 24. ESPN has the Thunder at 24. The Thunder at 24 or 23 in every single power ranking. For me, I'd put them, you know, 24, 25 range, but They've got them pretty much right here in all these power rankings. I personally like the Athletic and the Ringer power rankings the most. Let me know what power rankings you like the most on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. And that's going to be one of the most important storylines of the second half. What is this team going to be? Will this team be a playoff team? Will this team go to the play-in or the playoffs in general? Will this team be one that fades down the stretch and will only go to the top of tankathon.com and just put all their eggs in the lottery uh, night basket, right? Because lottery night will be important for the Thunder no matter what happens because that Rockets pick will be in that top four area to where it's going to be risky and we're going to see if the ping pong balls bounce the Thunder's way to give them that Rockets pick. But still, it can be double anticipation and and double uh, important if the Thunder are up there as well. The Thunder can still go either way this season, so it'll be fun to watch which way they decide to go or which way they do pan out. Now, coming up, we're going to evaluate the stock watch episode from the preseason where I bought and sold stock in every single player on the training camp roster. We'll see where I was right. Where was I wrong so far this season? But first I want to tell you about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago. You probably couldn't work your email address properly. Every time your phone would ring, the internet would stop working. It was a total disaster. But you could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts that your car would ever need at rockauto.com. My favorite part about rockauto.com is that I know nothing about cars. And that sounds weird, I know. But the fact that I know nothing about cars is why I love Rock Auto because I don't have to know anything about cars. Number one, they're not going to upcharge me. These local auto parts and dealerships, they're going to upcharge you if you're a do-it-yourselfer or if you're a company or if you're a contractor. They're going to have all these different price ranges. But at rockauto.com, it's one reliably low price. And I love their website because all I have to do 
is put my make, my model, my year of my vehicle into their database. And they're only going to show me car parts and body parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way I'm not wasting parts on and money on things I cannot use or things I don't need. I can only get the stuff I really do need and that will really be compatible. Otherwise I'd have no idea how to tell what parts and what dimensions and things like that I would need for my vehicle. It's a lifesaver. Go to rockauto.com whenever you do. When you get to rockauto.com, tell them that Locked On sent you in the how did you hear about us box and then what to do from there. rockauto.com, amazing selection. Reliably low prices are the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Again, tell them that Locked On sent you in the how did you hear about us box. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder. I want to tell you about our good friends over at Locked On Bets. Betting on the NBA does not have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Uh, The daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Subscribe to Locked on Bets podcast anywhere you get your podcasts from, including the radio.com app. Locked on Bets is brought to you by betonline.ag. I want to dive in now to a special segment here. That'll probably take up the rest of the show. But if you think all the way back to the preseason, we had an entire episode built around our segment, Stock Watch. We're buying and selling stock. And I promised you when we started that segment that it would not be what most people do. Most people just throw out there, oh, I'm buying stock in this or I'm selling stock in that. And they never keep track of it. It's kind of just up in the air, willy-nilly floating around space. And you never really remember who bought stock and what. But we kept track, and it's time to review the first half of Stockwatch. Who was I buying and selling in the preseason? Who did I get right? Who did I get wrong? So now a very special Tuesday edition of NBA Stockwatch. Yeah, they're penny stocks. I told you not to sell. You did not tell me not to sell. I said the market fluctuates, remember? Well, what are you going to do about this stock? I'm keeping it. I'm going down with the ship. Celebrate with our weekly act of debauchery. All right, it is time to review the preseason stock, and I want you to let me know on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles if you think I was right or wrong with my predictions in the preseason, and I'll tell you what I think about my predictions right now. So SGA leads things off, and I was buying in stock in SGA. I called him the most improved player in the NBA. I talked about how he's going to average 25 points per game and all this good stuff. I think that I was correct to buy stock there. That's the easy thing. SGA has been incredible. SGA has been phenomenal. There's no other words to describe SGA. It's it's already getting hard to put into words just how good he's been this year. In this season, he's averaging 23 points, so not quite at 25 just yet, but there's still an entire second half to play, and I think that he can get there still. Six assists per game, five rebounds per game, He has been awesome efficiently as well. He's shooting 51% from the floor, 41% from beyond the arc, and he's even improved that free throw percentage back up to 79, which is only a point off from where he was for his career. He was an 80% shooter both of his first two years. This is now his third year where he's now shooting 79%. So he's riding that 
wrong as well. Because remember, he did have a bit of a uh, slow start at the line. He was missing a lot of free throws, especially in the clutch, to start this year. So he's already corrected that throughout the first half. I feel really good about buying stock in SGA, clearly. Now, Lou Dort was my number two. I bought all the Lou Dort stock I could. I mentioned, I believe, in his three-point shooting, and he's proven me right so far. Not only has he still been an incredible defender to this point, but he is shooting 32% from three, which has upped his career three-point shooting all the way up to 31%. Of course, his career numbers are a bit skewed because he's only played in really much, pretty much one season because he played 36 games last year and has played in 35 games in this season. So his NBA career is only 71 games old. I think we might forget just how young all these players are. He's not even played 82 games in his NBA career yet, and Lou Dort is already one of the most appreciated and respected defenders. And actually, if you remember my theory about how Worldwide Wob controls NBA Twitter and not in a bad way, but like he's the guy you look for. There's, there's a new culture now of basketball fans that don't watch the games. They just watch highlights on house of highlights and on Twitter. And they like to talk, they like to talk basketball. They like to watch basketball. They like the game of basketball, but they don't have time to sit down and watch 82 games, especially on these non big markets that are not on national TV. And so worldwide Wide really gets that content out to them. And, and, and he even during all-star weekend where the thunder have zero representation at all-star weekend, on Sunday, he tweets out that the still that the skills competition should be replaced with just a line of players trying to score against Lou Dort. And Lou Dort is finding his way into these national conversations whenever he's literally nowhere to be found this weekend because he wasn't in the All-Star game or anything like that. That's how good he is and how transcendent he is as a defender and as a player. And he has not played 82 games yet. I am not selling my Lou Dort stock for anything. Now, here's where we get our first question mark of the day. And most of these are cut and dry, yes or no. But Darius Baisley is a big question mark. I was buying stock in Baisley all preseason. I called him building block Baisley. I said he would be a double-double machine. I said that he would average the second most points on this team, including Al Horford in that. I was all in on Darius Baisley. I was buying stock. Now, it's clear he has not lived up to that expectation level. But the question is... Am I wrong to this point for buying stock? Would you have sold stock in Darius Baisley? What's the better outcome here, selling stock or buying stock? For me, I am holding Darius Baisley stock with diamond strong hands. It has not come to fruition just yet, so I can see where that prediction is wrong for the first half, but I think that Darius Baisley will have a very strong second half. So I am still just diamond hands holding this stock right now with Darius Baisley. But where do you fall on Darius Baisley? I would love to hear your opinions on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles, that R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. So Baisley's our first question mark. I'm going to go ahead and say that I was not right yet, but also I was not wrong just yet either, kind of just in the middle there. I was buying stock on Hamadou Diallo, and that is a huge winner. Just a ring the bell right now. I got my hands on the GameStop of stocks. I told you all to give Diallo a break in the preseason, and so far, I am correct to the first half. Now, we've got my first surefire miss of this season, and that is Mike Muscala. I was selling stock on Muscala preseason. I didn't think that he had anything left to show, and the reason I sold stock was that I said that I don't think that he has uh, more potential than this. I think that I think that he is what he is, and he's going to go, and he's going to play his game and his numbers will not improve and he'll just be that steady veteran. He's not only been that steady veteran, but he's 
otherworldly right now offensively. And a lot of players' offense is up in this season for whatever the reason is, but Muscala has been the beneficiary of that as well. And I would, if we could go back in time, that's a good way to judge this. If we can go back in time, knowing what I know today, what would I have done? I would have bought stock in Mike Muscala. So therefore, I was totally wrong on Mike Muscala. We'll hit one more before the break. Tail Maldon, I was all in on. I was buying all the stock possible on Tail Maldon, and that has panned out to be correct so far. Through the first half, I think that he's even better than what I thought he could be. I've, I've harped on his defense all season long. He's playing immense defense right now, which is huge for the Thunder and huge for him. His court vision is incredible. His maturity is incredible. And his shooting has been a bright spot too, both off the dribble. You've seen him creating more. These last two weeks, he's been creating more off the bounce, if you've noticed. And I really like that part of his game. But he can also just be a spot-up shooter for this team and, and really be versatile with a skill set. So I love that for Tail Maldon. I'm so glad about stalking him. Coming up, we're going to talk about players who are no longer on this team, funny enough, and also talk about starter-level players and everything in between. All that is coming up on Locked on Thunder. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Listen, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over right now to their website, BetOnline.ag, or even use your mobile device to sign up today for a free account and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline.ag when you use our promo code locked on. So promo code locked on, betonline.ag, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportbook experts. I use them to bet on every single Thunder game. So join me at betonline.ag, promo code locked on, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportbook experts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back on Locked On Thunder, brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices on the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Tell them Locked On sent you in the How Did You Hear About Us box. I also want to tell you real quick about our good friends over at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Locked On Fantasy Basketball. When you need a reliable fantasy basketball source, it's important to go to someone you trust and more people trust. Josh Lloyd, host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, than any other fantasy basketball podcast. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get your podcast from. So moving right along here and reviewing the stock watch uh, for the preseason up until this point, I was buying stock in Poku. This is still pretty eh. It kind of depends if you want to evaluate this now or in the future. I'm going to leave it at eh. I'm not going to say I'm right or wrong, but if you want to say I was wrong, that, that can be debated and that can be kind of appreciated. So let me know where you're going to rule that for Poku and buying his stock right now on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. Now moving on to Admiral Schofield. Uh, Admiral Schofield. I was buying stock on Admiral Schofield and 
He's now in the G League and not on the Thunder. So I, he's not even on the Blue. He's in a different G League on the Swarm. I was dead wrong on Admiral Schofield. That is another blemish on the resume. Josh Hall, I'm buying stock in him. I'm going to give myself an eh here as well because he's just been hurt and didn't get to show himself in the bubble and also has not gotten the, the opportunity yet at the NBA level. But whenever he has gotten minutes, he's shown some flashes here and there of why he can be a really good player. TJ Leaf, I sold stock on him. I was correct. He got cut. It was no big deal for TJ Leaf. I was buying stock in Al Horford. I still think I'm correct there because the, the narrative has already shifted around Al Horford. We had Richard Stamen on a couple episodes ago, and he talked about how you know the, the trading of Al Horford is not as taboo as it once was preseason. I think that Al Horford's done enough to show that he is tradable for and that his contract's not as bad as it looked in Philadelphia and that he can provide value and he can provide a winning player. Again, if you take away his contract and you put just Al Horford on the Celtics or Al Horford on the Mavericks or Al Horford on any of these other teams that are contending for the, for the championship, you know, Brooklyn, LA, whatever the case may be, whoever it is, literally any team, he will help them out and help them win that title. I think that that provides a correct distinction for buying stock in Al Horford in the preseason. But once again, I got another red mark on the preseason stock watch. Whenever I sold stock in Ty Drum, I was selling stock. I wasn't high on Ty Drum at all. And in three games, he has looked amazing for the Thunder. And in three games, he has me anticipating a SGA, Teo, Ty Jerome lineup. I cannot wait to see eventually this season. It's going to be so fun. And he's got these visions of just this sharpshooter off the bench for the Thunder in my head. And I really enjoy watching Ty Jerome play. So I was wrong to sell stock in him preseason. Then you move to Isaiah Roby. Of course, I was the founder of Isaiah Roby Island. I was high on what he can do, and especially the way that he can look in a team like this that's constructed like this. I was buying all the stock possible preseason in Isaiah Roby, and that was turned out to be correct as well. I sold stock in Justin Jackson. I think that that's correct. I sold stock in Trevor Ariza. I think that that's still correct because he obviously has not reported yet, and I, I don't think his trade value will be this incredible haul by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not even sure what he'll, he's going to net back, maybe a protected second-round pick from L.A., who knows. George Hill, I sold stock on. I'm pretty eh on this. Again, I, I could make the case for that I was right by saying that even whenever he did play, he only had a handful of games in which he looked like a legitimate like game-changer for this organization or like a game-changer for this roster and like kind of a, kind of a difference-maker. But he's still George Hill. He still knocked down shots. He still did all the George Hill things he needed to do. And then he got hurt. So we're, never, we're not able to see kind of what he would have been in the first half. Because like this Thunder team, he could have gone either way. He had some good games leading up to that injury to where it looked like he was turning the corner, getting more comfortable to where if he would have been able to play, maybe I was dead wrong on this. So I'm going to give myself an and there. If you think I was wrong, let me know on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. And then Kendrick Williams, I bought stock in him preseason. Kenny Hustle has been a phenomenon so far this year. So I was correct there. I was wrong on Darius Miller whenever I bought all the stock in the world on Darius Miller, thinking he can be this off-the-bench shooter, and he just has not gotten his footing just yet from that injury, uh, and he has not gotten a lot of opportunities yet. But he's showing a little bit of flashes there about his shot creation and shot making on a spot-up shooter uh, type of scenario here. Frank Jackson, I sold stock in him. Obviously, he did not make the team, and he's on the Pistons now on a two-way deal. I'm going to give myself a dub there for selling stock in Frank Jackson. And then I sold stock in Moses Brown. I think that Moses Brown has more potential than I gave him credit for, but to this point, it's still indifferent, and we'll see if I'm right or wrong in the second half as he gets more NBA minutes. 
And then I just lumped all the exhibition 10 guys together. Remember, it was Ewart Seven, it was Jalen Horde, it was Antonius Cleveland, it was uh, Chase on Randall. And I sold stock in every single one of them. So far, I'm correct, but Ewart Seven had a fantastic G League bubble as the Antonius Cleveland. But I'll still give myself a passing grade there. I, I do not regret selling stock in any of the exhibition 10 guys right now at this point in time. So all in all, I think we did pretty good in the preseason stock watch. It's all trending towards the right direction for the most part. We've gotten some big wins like Isaiah Roby to cover up for some small losses like Admiral Schofield. All in all, I think we did good. Let me know how you think we did on the preseason stock watch to this point in the season on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. We'll be back tomorrow to do it all over again on Locks on Thunder and talk about this first half for the last time and preview the second half and what's ahead for this Thunder team and what you should watch for in the second half. This is Locked on Thunder, the daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including the Radio.com app. Again, follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. The show's on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.